The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Season 2, Episode 14, Pre-Game Show. Nate, how are we doing, bud? Oh, fantastic, dude. I mean, we've got the 15,000th snowstorm in the last five days. It's It's been absolutely outrageous out here. I can't remember a winter this bad in uh, in Nova Scotia, uh, and that just might be uh, ignorant of me to say. I've spent some time around the country, but man, it, we've been hammered. Oh, dude, I remember saying like before the winter, someone was like, "Oh man, winter's gonna suck." I'm like, "Oh, dude, winter's not even that bad anymore. Like we don't even get snow and anything." And then like I don't know if like somebody up above was just like, "Nah." Like, yeah. well, this year is gonna be brutal because it's been insanity. It has been one of the worst. Yeah, I was stuck at home for almost two days straight. Yeah. Um, and it was brutal, man. Brutal. I, I'm so excited for summer. I have never been so so ready for the snow to leave. Uh, it just feels like it's like we're living in the Arctic right now. It's like minus 10 at the highest. And that's Celsius for all you American listeners. And <laughs> um, and yeah, Nate, like you said, it's it's been, I think, four of the last five weekends we've been peppered with at least 25 to 30 centimeters i think you're correct yeah it's been it's been wild man i i I just can't believe it i there has been so little things going on like other than like work-wise that it's like you know there's nothing to do no it's it's just it but i know you were trying to uh kind of get into the mix into the social scene last night and and uh and how was the the theater experience well um, you know, so I go out, I'm trying to get to the new, uh, Jackass film forever. You know, I was like, I haven't been to the theater in like two years cause of COVID. So may as well get in there, see this movie. It's bound to be hilarious. All time classics. I walk into this theater, dude. And I don't know what is going on now with like COVID has completely destroyed it. I walk in there. <clears throat> I'm in there for no more than two seconds. I'm getting hounded by the woman at the front desk going, need to see your vaccine passport, like laying out all the rules. I'm like, holy smokes, dude. Like. This isn't even a theater anymore. Anyway, she keeps going. And she's like, you can't eat or drink in the theater. I'm like, you're telling me I can't get popcorn for the movie? Like it's one of the sole purposes you go to the theater. That's why I was going to the theater. It's like I get my I get my popcorn. I get my Coke slushy. Yeah, you dummy them before before the previews are done. Yeah, and then you walk back out and pay another seventy nine ninety five and get two more. Hundred percent. But anyway, so she's going off and like she was a bit much, like kind of in my face. You know what I mean? Like it was just like kind of, and I was just like, why can't you eat in the theater? She's like, oh, it's just like one of the mandates. I'm like, that is the worst mandate I've ever seen. One, we're all split. She's like, yeah, we're only open for takeout. I'm like, takeout? Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. a movie theater. Who's getting takeout? You going to go and get popcorn and a pop? Yeah, that's that's tough. I, it's going to be interesting to see. I've had some some off and on theater experiences as well, Nate. Um, you know, I think back to sometimes I've had, I've been to a theater and there was a sketchy individual sitting in front of me all alone in like a trench coat. And, what and and it may not have been a trench coat but it was like it was a sketchy individual and i had the most paralyzing anxiety the oh. entire film i couldn't even watch the film right, I'm just my eyes just, were on this guy yeah because you're, you're like looking at the movie you're like haha then you're like kind of just like i check the guy you're like all right he's still sitting yeah exactly <laughs> exactly watch him. 
you know, and if he gets up to use the washroom, like I'm like out of there. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's just, it, it's such an odd place. It's going to be interesting to see. I mean, with, with today's day and age with people, you know, having access to all of, you know, these subscription based uh, platforms with Crave and Netflix and, and Hulu and, and everything and, and their access and their platforms of offer, with offering movies. It'd be interesting to see if theaters survive this. I can't, um, I don't see there being any shot. Yeah, it's, it's hard just to like because yeah. apparently they don't really make any mo money unless it's off concessions. But if they can't even sell concessions when people are like slowly going to the movie, like yeah, they're making no money right now. Yeah, for so sure. It's anyway. I ended up not even going to the film. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I was like, man, I'm not like gonna sit there. Oh, here's another crazy thing about it too. Like just these kind of how these rules are. But anyway, so I was like, all right, I'm not gonna suffer through. Like I'm coming out to enjoy. It. Like I'm not wearing a mask in this theater for two hours. You know what I mean? Sitting there, dry, dry little room. There was an older gentleman in front of me. Yeah, and the woman's like going off at him about something like you can't have your drinks and shit. She made him take his water bottle out to the car. Couldn't that even bring in a bottle of water. Yeah, that's crazy. Just North Korea, the theater. Like it's insanity. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. I mean, there's just really no point. I mean, you got to go for the full experience of, of like you said, dummy and popcorn, dummy and slushies, just dummy and all the treats uh, while, you know, taking in a film that's not released yet. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would have done the same thing. They probably headed directly out of there. Those are outrageous rules. Outrageous. Oh, man, it's terrible. I was very it kind of just ruined my whole night. Honestly, I just don't even know why you would uh, why you would even open up the theater. That's what I mean. Just yeah. keep it shot. Keep it shot like, until restrictions ease and, yeah. and everything like like that but uh but uh no nate we got an exciting episode ahead so the pregame show is coming to a conclusion we got quarter one we're talking nhl it's been a big week in the nhl obviously all-star weekend in las vegas uh, we'll head into the nfl uh we'll talk about some interesting uh, you know uh, progressions there uh with a lot of head coaches being mm -hmm. signed to uh, to teams with a lot of firings uh we'll set up the super bowl we're having brad evans on on friday of next week to break down the super bowl for us we'll have the halftime show Fan favorite playbook, Nate. Oh, it should be a good one. Should be a fantastic one. It's all juiced up. Let's rock. Absolutely. And uh, in quarter three, we're heading into the NBA. Uh, break down the latest news around the NBA. Big trade uh, happened in the uh, in the landscape. And then we'll finish off quarter four, Nate. We'll be bringing out the PGA Olympics and some UFC. Our guy Sam Alvey, former guest on the podcast, fought last night. We'll see how he did. Uh, but Nate. Quarter one of episode 14, season two of the Dan Animation. We're talking NHL. And we're starting things off with the Chicago Blackhawks. Chicago Blackhawks this week hosted a town hall. I'm not sure if I've ever in my life heard of any professional teams hosting a town hall. Yeah, so I'm just like, do they have it? Do the Blackhawks have a town hall? Or this is at like town hall in Chicago? I'm assuming town hall in Chicago. Yeah, I mean, right, it's just kind of the name for a uh, for you know the supporters and the investors and just the community to come in mm -hmm. and 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 ask questions uh, surrounding uh, the organization. And we all remember, uh, you know, one of the biggest stories in sports this year were the horrible things that came out about Kyle Beach, and and obviously that was at the forefront of the questions uh, being peppered yeah. at uh, at Rocky Wirtz, the owner of the Chicago Blackhawks, and this family has been uh, in the National Hockey League for I think over 90 years I mean billionaires uh, obviously for you know for in, in in recent history the Chicago Blackhawks have kind of been the poster boy team mm -hmm. you know winning three Stanley Cups and and you know being and I mean it's almost like all of that success is erased uh, due to all of the things that have come out with that organization and uh, and yeah and, and they, so a couple of the media members poised the question by saying you know what are you doing to combat the 
the power imbalance that we've seen between management and players? And uh, what are you doing moving forward to make sure that players feel safe in your organization? Yeah, it was just kind of a weird response to it. I mean, he kind of got angry. He said, we're not, I mean, not to like completely quote him, but he was like, we're not talking about the Kyle Beach thing. Yeah. Correct. And it's like, it's just kind of such a weird look because if you're going to, you know, you're going to say you're being more inclusive and stuff, but then you won't even speak of it. Weird look. You know what I mean, he, this is why you're having the town hall. <laughs> well, yeah, this exactly. Is, this is the reason why people are there is to hear about what changes have been made in your organization. You got to be prepared for the question. It, like, how, you had to know what was coming. And they were. His son <clears throat> was about to dive in and yeah. they are doing fantastic things uh, in the organization. His son tries to dive in. Rocky cuts him off. Uh, I believe uh, it's Jennifer Faulkner was up on stage with Eddie Olchek as well. I'm not sure the capacity which they work in the organization, but they were all looking at Rocky where it's going, are you kidding me yeah it's like dude you got to just tone it down a bit because we're it's just going to be the same you know what i mean we're going to get in more trouble here oh my goodness like, you're not this is the worst public relations like you're going to tarnish our image exactly tarnish our image yeah and so i think it's just it's this billionaire who's been spoiled and handed an nhl team and he's sick and tired about hearing about this player that he had to pay millions of dollars yeah. to that he doesn't really care you know no like, and and it was a terrible look so so gary bettman and uh and uh and is it bill daly nate uh, his yeah. assistant bill daly, so, yeah. so they they have a, a press conference every All-Star weekend. And, and obviously this happens the night before the press conference. <laughs> Nightmare fuel for, for the press conference for Gary Bettman. Obviously Gary uh, was fully supportive of, of Rocky in the sense where he said he had a moment, he had a bad day, we all have them. You know, Rocky released his apology. But he was such an outrageous, such a weird thing. I mean, one was the town hall. I've never seen the likes. I mean, yeah. typically they're called press conferences in sports. Yeah, generally. And, and, uh, and, and obviously too, this question, like Nate said, you have to be fully prepared for this is the biggest story in sports uh in this past you know three four months and to kind of just shrug it off and and get you know blow the top off things get very visually upset and say we're not talking about it horrible look for the chicago yeah. blackhawks horrible look for the organization and uh, and we'll see uh you know in the coming days coming weeks what uh, what rocky worse has to say about uh, about that outburst yeah i mean the blackhawks haven't had a whole lot of positive things going their way i mean even with the team wise i mean everything that's going on i also wanted to touch on um Bettman's remarks too at the all-star game he had a bit of an interview i don't not sure if you saw that but he was just kind of he was just kind of showing his frustration with the canadian government and how yep, yep. i mean like obviously we all know you, there's no fans in the crowd it's just kind of going on and meanwhile in the states it's just kind of like i mean look at the vegas thing you know i mean they had the all-star game no issues at all yeah uh yeah i mean yeah the, life's normal in the united states it seems like for the most part and, and like you said yeah he's he's frustrated i mean he's i mean we're draining money here in Canada with with having no fans and empty buildings. And actually, the Ottawa Senators and Eugene Melnick reached out uh, to Gary Bettman to see uh, you know the possibility of playing in the states because yeah. an organization like Ottawa, obviously, we know uh, you know they struggle to fill the building in in you know in the greatest of times. Yeah. And right now, with no fans, they're really bleeding. And they wanted to to move to the states. It doesn't sound like it's going to happen. But uh, but the Canadian government, I mean, the pressures around Canada right now. There's a protest in Toronto, a protest in Ottawa. I'm yeah. sure everyone's aware of. And it's going to be interesting to see what they what the move is. I mean, people are sick and tired of it. I mean, we've done everything the governments have asked. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to pick a side here, but uh, but it's. I think it's certainly you know time to start easing restrictions and kind of you know dealing to dealing with life with COVID as nations around the world are doing. Yeah, I think it's definitely time to move along. I mean, I just find it absolutely wild that when you look at the Canadian games, there's just nobody there, and it's like, man, we can't we can't be doing this again. Yeah. 
you know, we got to just move along with it. Like, if you want to go to the game, you should be able to go to the game. And if you're you're kind of afraid of it or if you don't want to go, then that should be your choice as well. Like, you don't have to. But you shouldn't be – I feel like no, not that no one should be able to go. Yeah. It should be like a choice. For sure. Yeah, I but. mean, and I mean, it's a lot of choices that uh, that human beings make and, and, you know, have been – you know, kind of dictated by the government lately, but we're not mm-hmm. going to get into that. Nate. No. That's not what we do on the daily no. mission podcast. It's, it's far from it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's all-star weekend in, in Las Vegas for, for the national hockey league. And, uh, and Nate, I mean, the skills competition on Friday, a few outrageous things happened. I mean, I, I thought there were some improvements in some areas. I thought, I thought some areas were very clownish and very cartoonish to me. Um, but uh, we'll start things off with the fastest skater. What would you think? Um, you know, some some cool... I mean, uh, shout out to Jordan Cairo. I mean, yeah. winning and, and a guy who's really... He made a name for himself this weekend. Uh, he's having a hell of a season. But for, you know, the casual NHL fan, they may not know of Jordan Cairo. Yeah, he's a uh, world junior gold medalist, 2018. Yep. yep. Uh, he's had a terrific season. Uh, what did he finish with, like a 13-5-5-0, I think it was? Yep. Um, anyway, he ended up winning it over Connor McDavid, which is crazy. A lot of the commentator guys, I was listening to the States feed, and they were saying they were like, he was the sleeper pick. Okay. So they were like, yeah, we're wow. all over him. I think they might have bet on it as well, so they they uh, cashed out on that. But, yeah, I mean, the fastest skater is always a good event. You know, you get oh, the good. fantastic. But the best part about the fastest skater is you've actually got fastest skaters. You yes. Know, opposed to another event we'll touch on in a moment. Um, but <clears throat> I find it crazy that McDavid didn't win. It's just so wild because when you're looking at somebody in top speed, I had like when you said Kuznetsov, you're like, I might sprinkle him. I was like, man, it's a, when he gets going at top speed, he's so fast. He was out there for a gallop. Yeah. He wasn't even trying. A couple of the guys, like Chris Crowder started things off. It didn't look like he was absolutely giving her. Actually, yeah. none of them really looked like they were absolutely no. giving her. Larkin um, kind of tripped up on the wall, yeah, too. He, he could have had a better time. Um, but, I mean, it's an extremely exciting event. And 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 obviously, shout out to Jordan Carver. Yeah, I mean, Conor McDavid, three-time winner. But he will be, uh, you know, looking aside and, and giving the crown to Jordan Cairo for this year. But, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I wouldn't mind. This is the way I wanted to see it change, Nate. We'll talk about it as we further talk about the events. But, you know, go through the league and make make this all-star event and and you're trying to you try to incorporate some things that the nba does we'll mm-hmm. get into the breakaway challenge later but bring in the guys who have had the fastest times in you know skating yeah. throughout the league bring them in for the fastest skater like let's crown the fastest yeah. skater in the nhl and same with hard a shot yeah and and you've got the tracking abilities now you know oh exactly they have all the player tracking oh all yeah the puck tracking like you know who's out there who's got top speed this year so let's just bring them in just bring them in for the event like, yeah pre-event they were showing each <clears throat> individual who was fastest yeah. uh who was clocked fastest i was actually surprised with cam mccarr he wasn't faster but I bring up a point, Nate. A lot of these, a lot of these times, I mean, they are with the puck. Yes, I think I would argue that Connor McDavid has to be the fastest with the puck and handling the puck. One hundred percent. Yeah, I think Timo Meyer actually came in at the fastest during the season on like yeah, a random, I think you're random right. tracking yeah, thing. Yeah, I think you're which, right. Which sometimes when I'm looking at guys, like I wouldn't think that Meyer stands out to me as like a super fast guy, and another guy I wouldn't think that stands out just from like the eye test is Larkin. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. Just like when I'm watching a Red Wings game, like he doesn't stand out as like a speedster to me. For sure. For some reason. For but. sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. And, and Nate, we'll move into, this is somewhere where the NHL should have to improve, I think, is uh, is incorporating the top goaltenders in the world and trying to showcase them, uh, you, know, in a, in a, you know, in a further fashion or just, you know, at a larger magnitude because the save streak that they've got going, oh. I mean, it's just, it's so, you know, it's, it's not, it's not, they're not at the advantage of, of the best players in the world coming down on them and just, you know, breakaway after breakaway after breakaway. I mean, you know, how realistic is, is a goaltender getting a breakaway in a game once, twice a game? Yeah. You know, we've got to try to, you know, I was thinking like maybe the horseshoe, 
and then you just got guys just absolutely ripping shots at them and like you know one after another and then save streak like that but i don't know i mean it, i think there's got to be a change and try to showcase the the best goaltender i didn't like the tandem either uh yeah. you know vasilevsky and campbell ended up getting nine saves in a row but yep. i mean we've got to they've got to they've got to change up and, and try to show the showcase the goalies on a, on a bigger pedestal yeah i agree i'm not sure how to go about it i saw some people comment on our instagram like even like get them the fastest skater or something like that you know mm. with the goalies but it's like how are you gonna get the goalies ripping around with pads on no, that's just like you that's know? just not relevant at all no it's not <laughs> i mean it's just very, probably potentially dangerous them cutting in the corner like that yeah, with the pads just sure. catching up going into the boards it's but. like it's like you'll know who's going the goalie is going to skate fastest to the bench when they pull the goalie like yeah. that's the only or that's the like, only time they skate yeah or if there's a loose puck like getting chipped down you know there's a like race for it. it's like well, i'm not going for it. that's vasilevsky yeah yeah yeah. He's, like, he's, he won the, guy he won the competition yeah um but yeah the save streak obviously was the second event and the hardest shot nate and the hardest shot is is i mean that to me is is one of the best events it's the marquee event it, the hardest know, shot who can absolutely rip a bomb and they've got four guys in the event one what a missed opportunity for the I NHL. Know. I know. Is it not? Like, I feel like before there was more people than four. Yes. Was there not? Like, 100%. I'm not sure what was going on there. But it's like, it's like they're, like they're around the idea. It's like, it's like, yeah, okay, everybody's got to be in one event, but... Why can't Stamkos do the hardest shot and yeah. the and the aces? Like, why can't yeah. people do two, three events? Like, you're not hurting anybody's feelings by putting Nick Suzuki in one event and another guy in three events. Like, yeah. you know, you're showcasing the highest talent. It's, yeah, like, I, I didn't even think about that. Like, Stamkos has got to be there for that. 100%. Like, I was, as soon as they were going up, I was like, I don't know what the Vegas odds are on Victor Hedman, but I would put the yes. farm on him. 100%. Like, there's no shot he was losing that. No, he wasn't. Like, I mean, they all got over 100, which is awesome, but, yep. I mean... Yeah, like you said, I mean, there's got to be more than four guys, and there's yes. there's plenty of guys in that All Star game who can absolutely rip the puck, and you've got to see how fast they can shoot. We want to know. Yeah, a hundred percent. And you know, I think it would have been a different story too if like Ovechkin was there instead of Wilson, because you kind of would have had that like yep. kind of like that two headed monster going there with Hedman and Ovechkin. But yeah, yeah. you know, uh, who are the other two shooters again? I completely blanked. Pelic. Uh, yeah, Pelic, Wilson, Hedman, and Timo Meyer. T okay, I thought Timo Meyer went. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. See, like that is just like. That might be the worst hardest shot in the history of hardest shots. Hundred percent. Like no disrespect to these guys, but like they all got over a hundred. But I mean, yeah, you got to bring in the guys who have recorded the hardest shots in the league and, and let them fire pucks. And yeah. like they don't have to be in the game or whatnot. But like you've got to make this skills weekend because that's that's the marquee event for them. The yeah. game is a joke. I mean, you can improve the game, I think, by going conference versus conference and trying to have a big prize and then having the guys try, but. You know, this is the, the skills is the marquee event. It's like anything like the NBA weekend, the skills, like the Pro Bowl, the skills, like the MLB, yep. the home run derby. It's always the skills based competition. That's the marquee event. Um, but yeah, we'll see. And, Nate, and kind of finishing off, uh, they had the two events. We're not going to talk about them because they were unique to Vegas and, and it is it is what it is. The pre-recorded event uh, in the Bellagio Fountain. Kind of cool. I didn't really like it. And then the Aces, yeah. it was, you know, the blackjack. It was it was okay. I th yeah, I think um, it was all right. I thought the camera angles could have used some work. Like when they did the pan back behind the guys and they were getting ready to shoot, you couldn't see which card was which. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. Which I think was a bit of a miss. Yeah. Um, I mean, Pavelski went absolutely lights in. It didn't miss a shot. Called every shot the whole way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the one you talked about in the fountain, yeah, that one was a little... I just didn't like the pucks. Like, can we get? Why'd the you have to hammer them yeah, before yeah, doing yeah. it? Like, why couldn't they just have the light up pucks beforehand? Yeah, I don't. I, don't get that. I didn't get that part. It just killed guys' times, right? Like, big time, big time. Yeah. Um, but uh, but Nate, yeah. So the breakaway challenge. So the breakaway challenge. A lot of improvements. Uh, but so there's there's two sides to this. So I thought they did a great job by the showmanship side of things. Yep. Uh, by making it unique, come out and outrageous outfits come out yep. and but you still got to go down and perform a crazy move trevor zegris was the only guy to tick 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 to the 
to tick that box. Yes. Uh, Trevor Zegers went down and did the most outrageous move I've that ever seen. Was it was the so most sick. impressive thing I think I may have ever seen hockey-wise. The dude had a blindfold on. He's spinning around with one hand on his stick, keeps the puck on his stick, and then yep. finishes it off. Finishes third place. Yeah. I, as soon as I saw the scores, I was like, someone whipped a nine up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A nine. I was like, what do you want him to do? Yeah. And then you got Jack Hughes came out with like a magic trick. It was okay. And then mm. and then you've got uh Alex Debrinkat coming out with Derek Carr and and uh and the receiver there, uh, Hunter Renfro yeah. uh from Vegas and and kind of did the whole hangover scene, but he didn't pull off a good move. Yeah. And then and then Alex Petrangelo comes out and like with like drummers and like lights Dude, up. Carrot top was in the stands. <laughs> yeah. Carrot top. Going nuts. Like it was like two like Is that an actual person? Carrot top? Yeah. Yeah, he's like a he's like a prop comedian. Oh, okay. Right? That's so he's like because uh, because because uh, Kevin Biesca was a carrot top is into one, and I was like, is he allowed to say that on air? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, like yeah. No, like, no, it's it's carrot top. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I mean, he was he was a he was a well known punching bag in the early two thousands. Okay. It's just mind blowing that he was the, like that was the last guy I thought. Anyway, I heard someone screaming at first. I was like, "Holy smokes, is that Kevin Hart?" Yeah, yeah. And then it pans over. I was like, "It's Kevin. It's Car- It's Carrot Top." Yeah, I mean, Carrot Top. The guy was going out. He was in one for sure. Oh my um, god, yeah. But uh, but I think a lot of the guys were, and and obviously a fun weekend for all of them. But I think there's still some tweaks to be made. I'd love to be on the board and in in the room while brainstorming the event. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think uh, I think moving forward, I think there was some improvements. I enjoyed the All Star skills, the All Star game. Obviously, the Metropolitan Division wins. Uh, Claude Giroux with the most valuable player and he'll be on the move soon Nate so we'll be watching that we'll talk about yeah. that uh, a little bit on uh, probably on a week from today about where we think uh, where we speculate he might go yeah but we're moving into quarter two of the Daily Intermission podcast episode 14 of season two uh, Nate it's been uh, it's been a kind of a week in the NFL which mm. a, a, kind of a down week uh, you know we've got the Pro Bowl going on in Vegas yep. um, a lot of head coaches changes all right I'm going to start reaming these off Nate Josh okay. McDaniels former offensive coordinator for the New England Patriots we're going to miss him greatly he's heading to Las Vegas he's going to take over the head coaching job there Dougie P Dougie P Peterson uh, won the Super Bowl against the Patriots uh, coaching the Eagles took a year off will now be coaching the Jacksonville Jaguars so you'd have to think that there's going to be a massive improvement there from the clown act uh, that went on with Urban Meyer there oh this my year goodness I mean it, it would be hard to not be yeah I mean so. exactly so we <laughs> hope that Dougie P is not at the bar um, getting young college girls to, to dance on his lap uh, but uh, but Kevin O'Connell former Rams well he is the Rams offensive coordinator will be competing for a Super Bowl uh, he has announced that he'll be the head coach of the Vikings uh, Mike Blurfus, I think that's his name. Uh, okay. Colts defensive coordinator will be taking over for the Bears. And then we've got Canadian Brian Dabble will be taking over as the head coach for the New York Giants, Nate. Some serious controversy here, though. Uh, he's the second Canadian head coach in NFL history. What is the controversy, Greg? Well, Nate, Bill Belichick. So oh, we all remember. Okay, okay, gotcha, so, gotcha. So Brian Flores, ladies and gentlemen, Brian Flores, hack of a football coach, was the defensive coordinator in New England, I think, for three seasons. Won a Super Bowl, maybe two. <laughs> he got hired by the Miami Dolphins and had a couple good years. Uh, gets fired this year. I'm not certain why he got fired. Uh, you know, he had a great year. They started off, and then 0-7, ended up being just around 500, had a, had a playoff hope. Uh, gets fired. And, uh, and so... Bill Belichick this week finds out that Brian Dable, also a former New England Patriot coach, gets hired and is going to be the guy in the New York Giants organization moving forward. 
Bill Belichick sends a text to Brian Flores, who's been fired by the Miami Dolphins, and says, congratulations on the new job. Everything coming out of New York points that you're going to be the guy. But it was actually meant to be sent to Brian Dable. So he sends it to Brian Flores, who hasn't had his interview for the job yet. His interview's in a few days. So you might think, okay, that's not a huge deal. Well, in the NFL, there's something called the Rooney Rule, something that was implemented in 2000. The Rooney Rule is in place because... There's not enough black head coach, black management, black owners. There's no black owners, but uh, people of, of African American descent were trying to get you know into the league, and they're and they're more than capable of being coaches. And so you have to interview at least one African American for the job every year. And so now that Brian Dable was hired before Brian Flores was interviewed, Brian Flores is now suing the NFL for racism. Uh, we're not going to speculate a ton on the situation, Nate, but crazy events unfolding in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, I'm just trying to picture being in Brian Flores' shoes and getting that text, and you'd be like, "Dude, like, yeah. are you kidding me?" It's like I have, I, I don't even have the interview for like nearly a week. Yep, you know what I mean. And it's obviously a miss by Belichick, but it's a shame that, like, man, I feel like you got to kind of run through too, and just you know, at least give everyone the shot. Well, it's rookie, it's rookie move yeah, first man. and foremost on the New York Giants part. I mean, I, you know, I'm not, I have never been in the hiring process of an organization. Probably will be in the next you know, year or two, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you've got to go through all the candidates because, you know, you can't make a decision after your second one with three you, left. You never know, right? You have like, no it's like idea. You're going to get to one guy and be like, yeah, we'll take this guy. And then how do you know, like Flores isn't going to get the job like somewhere else and then just absolutely go off. It's not like he was bad. Like, you know what I mean? They had a tough start in Miami, but he yeah. nearly brought them back. Beat Belichick six times through his, uh, or four times. But anyway, yeah. it's unfortunate. I hope Brian Flores gets a job because he's a heck of a coach. And if he doesn't, I hope he comes back to New England because, you know, I love the man. I think he's a heck of a coach. And it's it's honestly, it's disheartening. We'll be following that situation yeah. close to the only, uh, But uh, it was Pro Bowl weekend in, in Las Vegas. Obviously, both the NHL and, and, uh, and NFL were, uh, were hosting there. I was going to say, what a weekend. I mean, just in incredible. Vegas. And I think for the NHL, and we didn't talk about it, and for the NFL, the NFL normally goes to Hawaii. I like the idea of being Las Vegas- Los Angeles, you know, Miami, like yeah. keep it in those Southern states, have three or four venues because one, it gives the players a chance to maybe go lay on a beach when they want or have fun, celebrate. You know, if you're having it in Columbus, or if you're having it in Buffalo, it's like, uh. it's so much less likely that stars are going to go. Exactly. You know I mean, yeah. because especially when you have that week off, it's like, well, let's get somewhere hot for a bit. hundred you know? percent. So if at least you go down there, you take the family with you, go to the all-star game. It's so much better than. Yeah, like you said, Buffalo or Columbus. Like I, I just can't see those cities happening again. Like obviously they're going to be balloting for it. Like they're going to want it in their city for sure, for sure. Um, just don't a, see it. A few events that the the NFL does that I would love to see the NHL implement. We didn't really talk about the the new events that the NHL should should uh, bring in. But one they do is dodgeball. I love that. I love dodgeball. I think that's such a fun event. And even if the NHLers did that off the ice, did a dodgeball game or on the ice, I say on the ice. Yeah, on the ice. A dodgeball off. A dodgeball game. game. It'd be sick. So sick. Uh, great job there. They do the fastest. So similar to the fastest skater, they do fastest runner the do yeah. heats super fun event some accuracy shooting so a lot of the same things but the nfl does such a great job too like nicest catch um but uh they do some unique things with the uh the dbs are defending this kind of this huge it's almost like a uh, goalie it's a soccer goalie net filled with holes so the quarterback's like 25 yards back trying to rip it through these little holes that are worth different points and okay the, and the defenders there like a soccer goalie trying to pick it off and trying to deflect them oh, cool. so it's kind of a cool event there mac jones one is that any good <laughs> uh, but um vintage 
but yeah, it was it was super fun and and uh, and you know just to kind of conclude the NFL talk. Obviously, we're super excited for the Super Bowl. Uh, Cincinnati traveling into Los Angeles, so we will be having Brad Evans on, big NFL guy uh, from Valley Sports. So he'll be coming on on Friday to break down some of the betting tactics we should be taking for the Super Bowl. Obviously, you know, we'll be all over the betting scene during that, and I'm really looking forward to having Brad on. It's going to be a much-watched episode. I know I'm going to get some serious insight on some betting stuff, because I am doing... I'm not sure what the free bet's going to be. I mean, I'm obviously throwing that on the the overtime again, folks. Yeah. That's already set in stone, but I'm ready to do an absolute mammoth parlay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I'm going to be sprinkling some yellow Gatorades, maybe some blues. I don't know yet, but we will see. Have a lot more info on Friday, so tune in for that one. That would be a good one. I'm, I'm probably going to be all over the Cooper Cup over yards and a touchdown. Like, there's going to be, yeah, we're going to be all, we're going to have, there's, there's, oh man, that's the beauty of it. You yeah. just go take a look through all the props and every, even not even the props, just everything. There's so many things to bet on. It's there's some that I will avoid. There's some that I'm going to avoid. Like, I'm not a coin toss guy. Like, for me, it's like, that's outrageous. Well, how can you, yeah. do, I, when people throw the coin toss in, you know, what, and you know, you'll see a bunch on Instagram too. Oh, it's yeah. going to be like some guy's going to put a buck down on like 18 things and it's going to hit or something. Yeah, yeah. But like to start your giant parlay with a coin toss <laughs> is wild. Yeah, it is. Like it is. For I sure. could never do that. No, I, uh, I'm with you. Um, but that will conclude quarter two of episode 14 of season two. Nate, it is time for this week's halftime show. And, uh, and the halftime show is brought to you by Greg and Nate from the daily intermission. Uh, <laughs> follow along on TikTok, Instagram, and as well on YouTube. Um, but, uh, but Nate, kind of break down how this playbook goes. Well, I mean, most of the folks are probably fairly familiar with the playbook, but what happens is uh, we're going to read out something to each other. I will go to Greg. Greg will go back to me, vice versa. And uh, we're going to just see what the other person will do in that situation. So, you know, fan favorite playbook. So I will start it off here, Greg. All right. All right. We're getting here. We're going in hot. Just uh, where I did not get to see the movie. I was hoping I did, but I have the question ready. Greg, you get a cast in Jackass and you get paid $1,000 per per stunt so you can go as long as you possibly physically can okay but the first three events are the bungee jump outhouse which i'm sure most have seen uh the taser hall and medicine ball dodgeball in the dark do you do it do you need me to explain any of the events no 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 well the taser hall can you kind of it's uh it's a long narrow hallway yeah they have tasers hanging from the roof, hanging from the sides. There's ones like flying through the middle. So it's like, you're basically just running through getting shocked. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say, no, I don't do this. Uh, and, and it's for the sole fact that I can't handle feces oh. and, and the bungee jump getting covered in feces. That's disgusting. That, that one, I, I'm not great with, like, I don't know if I could get tased a bunch, uh, the medicine, but medicine ball, dodgeball, I think in the dark, I think I could handle, I think that'd be one event, but a thousand bucks is not enough. Imagine no, no, per event, yeah. I, yeah. I I was assuming they would get easier as they go. Okay, yeah, yeah. So you just got to get kind of through those first. But then again, there's not really any easy stunts. No, then they you do. got Francis Ngannou punching you in the nuts. Yeah, and, and the next thing you know, you got uh, honey around your testicles, and there's bees stinging around or something. You know, like it's just crazy. The amount. Of, what do they do? Tetherball with a beehive once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tetherball yeah. with a beehive. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I kind of respect that. I don't know. It would be tough. The I the bungee jump one would be. That's uh, just disgusting. It's disgusting. Um, all right, Nate, you are the bachelor. We talked about it last episode in the pregame. Mm-hmm. You're down to the final three women. You're in love. You know which one you're going to propose to at the end of this, but it's fantasy sweet weekend. 
you have to bring all of these uh, all of these fine women into uh, into an overnight date. Do you take all three of them to the overnight date to risk the chance at you know the one that you're in love with, the one that you know you're going to be married, getting very upset, you know, having that in the back of her mind moving forward, or do you say to the producers, I can't do it. I know who I I know who I love. I'm going to propose to this woman and send the other two pack. And what's your play? Well, the play is I'm going to put on a little bit of a show here. Okay. For the girl. Okay. You know, I'm going to go in, say I'm going to the producers and being like, listen, I can't do it. I'm in love with her. They're going to be like, you know what the producers are going to do. They're going to be like, listen, yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we need the TV time. And I'm going to be like, all right, you're right. And I'm going to go there like, listen, babe. <laughs> producers telling me I, I got to do all three. So I think I'd probably just end up doing all three. Uh, okay. And by that, I mean the honeymoon suite. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like I'm not saying like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know that, what I'm saying? That was, that was weirdly worded, Nate. Poorly worded. Yeah, yes, it was. I've got a habit of that. But uh, yeah, I think I may, I mean, you may as well. You're going in for it. Last hurrah. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, do the honeymoon suite, see what happens, get some get some TV time. Man, they're going to make you do it anyway on the show. Yeah, yeah. So you may as well just do it. Maybe you just like go to second base or third base with the other two. Okay. Doubtful. Okay. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, why is the camera blinking? Um, I'm not sure. I think it's because it's charging. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that'll be cut. Um, all right. So I guess it is mine now. Okay, Greg. Second one. You have to become one garbage superhero for the rest of your life. We're talking Robin, Aquaman, these guys that just have no abilities but are somehow superheroes. Okay. Which one are you taking? Oh, like uh, Aquaman just summons fish, no? Yeah. Uh, is that what he does? He's got like a trident? And yeah. Yeah, something weird. I, yeah, you got to be a, a dust superhero. Uh, what's your play? Um, uh, give me Robin. Um, <laughs> you know, just to be in the presence of Batman, pretty legendary. Yeah. And, and you know, you, you obviously don't get the fame and, and you're kind of a, you know. A, but it's kind of know. a residual thing. Yeah. It 100% is a residual so thing. So you guys know Batman? Yeah. yeah. Like, that's my guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm Robin, and, yeah. uh, and we work together. Yeah, it's like um, you probably heard of me too, and it's probably not, uh, you know, I'm, I'm dust. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, Robin, not a bad I'll choice. go with Robin. All right, Nate, you're on a cruise ship with your family. Obviously, cruise ships, probably not the most, you know, ideal or most demanded places to be uh, in the time of COVID, but you're on one. Uh, you're enjoying it. Uh, you're in the middle of the ocean, though, and you understand there's alerts going off. There's complete panic on the ship. It's going down. It is going down. This is like my worst nightmare. The ship's going down. <laughs> and what's your play? Uh, so wh how many like what? How many of my family members are there? You've got three kids. Oh, my goodness. And your wife. Oh my goodness! All right. Well, I mean, first things first, you got to keep the kids safe, and the wife. Like, yeah. Oh, for know. sure. Yeah. So I guess I'm gonna go down to the bottom floor, get a life raft, try to grab whatever food I can. I'm not sure what food to take though. What's gonna last? Like, if I'm gonna take some canned goods, I need a can opener, or at least a sharp, sharp uh, knife, you, which I'm gonna have to have anyway. You're so. biting through that thing to open. I that don't thing know up. if I'm biting you through are, a metal it's can. It's in savage mode now. I guess, yeah. It's not like, well, we can't eat it. I think the you biggest thing no one eats is you round up everyone and everyone sticks together from there on out because it's hectic. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It would be crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess that would be it. And I would yeah. just try to grab as much food as I can. And then on the life raft, I mean, just try to do the best I can. I'm terrified of the ocean. Terrified. So am I. So am I. Like, I, being out there, man, I would be in, I would probably be in anxiety induced coma within an hour. I got a story for you here, Nate. Okay. I was like, uh, shoot. 
I must have been like seven or eight years old, and, and uh, we used to rent a cottage out on the South Shore, right on the ocean, and yeah. we were out uh, we were out in a canoe, uh, me and my cousins. I was like maybe the second oldest in the boat. There was like a 13-year-old. I was seven or eight, and, and uh, my uncle was in. We had the two uh, canoes tied together. There was four of us in each one. He was oh. the only man. The canoes broke apart, and we started drifting towards like out into the uh, ocean. Like we were probably like, I don't know, like a couple hundred meters offshore, and like seven eight-year-old a 13-year-old and like we we're like it was oh, it was scary it was terrifying and and i mean for me like deep sea ship deep sea fishing like all of those things uh in terms of like being in the middle of the ocean like i don't care for i don't no. do it same um yeah there's just even when i'm like tubing in a lake and i fall off the tube there's this eeriness of the lake. Land, I'm like yeah. looking around. I'm like, all right, all right, all right, yeah. get back here. I know. And then you see like whoever's driving the boat, they're putting on a bit of a show. Yeah, You're yeah. Like, get <laughs> over here. <laughs> like, it's like, dude, what are you doing? It's like these life jackets are from 1946. Yeah, yeah. No one has an updated life jacket. And for all we know, there's 10 different sharks coming for me uh, in this saltwater layer in this lake you well, know freshwater lake i always worry about leeches man yeah yeah, yeah. You ever had a leech on you no no oh man i had one when i was a kid in between my toes and okay. i was literally screaming in fear it okay is, you can't get them off you yeah, gotta yeah. rub salt on them Ooh. it's the most disgusting creepiest thing ever yeah you hate hearing that oh man i that actually brings up just a quick story just when you were talking about the ocean yeah um when i was like six my family went whale watching so we're out on the boat and like was it in digby I have to imagine, yeah, yeah. probably, yeah. So anyway, we we get going and we're uh, we're getting out there, and we probably got man like not that far, and I I panic. I'm like, I don't want to do this anyway, man. I was like, I was like, I need to go home. Like, I need to go. I'm talking to the head guy, okay, driving. Like, I'm like <laughs> six. I'm like, you got to turn the boat around. Turn it around, feel good. dude. We turned the boat around for the entire, the entire boat no got way. turned around because I was being a little weasel. That's hilarious. It was it was so ridiculous looking back. Now they turned the boat around for a kid. All right, Greg, last one for you. You wake up in the middle of the woods. You have to survive for a month before anyone can get to you. I'm just curious to know what are you capable of doing, and what is going to be your main source of food out there? Oh, it's a good question. Um, okay, I think I could start a fire. I think I really could. It, like. It would take me a few hours. It might even take me a full day to figure it out. Like I can compile brush and dried wood, and I can, I can, but just like the flint and the and the wood and like trying to figure out that, I think it would take it might take me a little bit. But I think fires first and foremost, and then I'm, and then for food, Nate. I mean, like raccoons or squirrels or I mean, I deer, but deer are elusive. Like I'm not gonna yeah. like I can make a spear. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I could survive a month in the woods, man. I really don't. You might be able to sneak on a deer, though, if you get, like, the right thing. I, I saw some deer the other day, man. They were just standing in the middle of the street. Okay. Couldn't even. They didn't even move. They're just dumb, you know? Yeah. They, like, just yeah. imagine if you could just, like, sneak up and, like, stab it. Well, like, that's where the saying comes, deer in a headlight. It's like, you can be flying in your car, and <laughs> yeah. they're just staring at you, and you're like, buddy, get yep. out of the way. You ever see that with cats, too? Yeah, yeah. You're like driving down the road and the cats are on the side of the road and you're like, okay, I just stay there, buddy. Like, I don't need to, you know, and then they wait until you, you're about there and then they run in front of the car. It have, I've seen it happen so much. I'm like, holy smokes, guys. Just like, testing on one of those nine lives. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I dare you. Yeah. Get out there. But All right, Nate, to wrap up the halftime show, you're on America's Got Talent. You're under the bright lights. Yep. You have the five minutes to put on an act for America. You're on television, national television. The judges are ready. You've had no time to prep. You're heading out on so stage. I'm just getting like thrown out there. Yeah. What's wow. your play? 
Oh man, like I'm no, I don't know any magic tricks. Um, you know, I would probably like I'd probably default to try and do some stand up or something. But For sure. But with not like looking over, I, like I haven't looked over a, a like a, a stand up set in yeah. at least a year. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I would probably just be throwing random stuff out there. I would just try to. Just start beaking them. I might even just try to improv it on stage and just go for it. Yeah, yeah. You know? Well, that's just all you can do, really. Yeah, really. Like, yeah, yeah. I would just try to do some stand-up, I guess, or um, or just or try to be something, or try to sing and just make one of those viral clips that's going to be for like, sure. you know what I mean? Like, like that would the, be hilarious. Remember, like, the early 2000s, the she bangs, she bangs, yeah. oh, baby, like she moves. They always put on, like, somebody who's just had no shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, maybe we, I could be that. For sure. Because I can't sing. No, no, no. That. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that was the halftime show brought to you by the Daily Intermission merchandise. You can find the <laughs> merchandise in our link in the bio on Instagram and on TikTok. Uh, also, um, yeah, it's, it's fire stuff. So make sure you go check out the Daily Intermission merchandise. Uh, Nate, moving into quarter three, we are talking National Basketball Association. Uh, a trade headline the news this week, Nate. Former Toronto Raptor Norman Powell, as well as Robbie Coverman, uh, Robbie Co Covington, uh, three-point specialist, will be heading to the Los Angeles Clippers in return. Uh, the Portland Trailblazers will get Eric Bledsoe, Justice Winslow, and Keon Johnson. Uh, I was, uh, you know, this trade, I mean, these trades like this happen all the time in the NBA. I was interested in, do you think Kawhi Leonard said something to the management was like, I'm a big fan of this guy, bring him in? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely an outside chance. I mean, you know, he's played with them, right? Oh, yeah. So, obviously, in Toronto. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it would be so interesting to see, like, how much pull, like, these star guys have. Because I remember there was the big, like, Jack Eichel is the GM of Buffalo kind of thing, like, joke a long time ago. But, like, yeah, yeah. when you look at LeBron... I mean, like LeBron oh, is going to go in there and be like, "Listen, I am the GM now." For sure, you know what I mean. So it'd be really interesting to see like how much pull they have, like on a behind-the-scenes thing. They would never show it. No, exactly. Never see it. But yeah, so interesting. Norman Powell just signed a deal as well, and it was like five years, ninety million. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's heading to Los Angeles. We'll join. I'm Kawhi hasn't played this year yet, so no. maybe he'll be back in the mix. But they're in a playoff spot. And a lot of George trade chatter going around too. What is it? The Ben Simmons? Um, is it? Or, is it Ben Simmons? Or I know Harden to the Sixers, right? Is, there's like some kind of like entry level chatter. Yeah, the, yeah, there was. I mean, James Harden was the he, was the headliner of the week outside of the trade. I mean, yeah, you know, kind of talking about how you know he's he's not satisfied in, in Brooklyn. And I'm excited to talk about Brandon Scoopy Robinson about this because yeah, how does how does somebody close enough to to James Harden say? Yeah, I'm just really not satisfied with what's going on in Brooklyn. And then make a headline. This is where I just don't buy the media all the time. Yeah. Um, you well, know. you know there's always stuff that's getting blown out of proportion. For sure. It's just the way it is. But then Ky or, uh, Kevin Durant came out yesterday and said, no, listen, you know, we want James. James needs to stay, stay here in Brooklyn. So I don't know what's going on. I mean, obviously Philly, they're eager to get rid of Ben Simmons, but they need probably a lot in return. Ben Simmons is a great player. Uh, but, yeah, we'll see. I mean, James Harden, I don't know if he's going to be leaving or not. I mean, this guy, I mean, how, how, like, well, how much is it going to take to satisfy? this guy you're playing with well, Kyrie and Kevin Durant and that's what I was thinking before know? I'm like well man like what do you yeah like where else do you want to go like to yeah. the Mars to play with the guys from the movie <laughs> Space Jam like yeah what else can you need I just thought I was thinking it was an interesting um perspective here is like so you saw like the obviously the Harden like maybe to the 76ers trade I was just like man that's so crazy that like two teams if the trade ended up happening two teams that are like so close in the standings. Yeah. They're, you mean they're both going for it. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's just like, it, it would be so weird to trade a guy like that to not only a team in the same conference, but a team in the same division. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, for sure. you picture that in any other league, and it's like, 
It's not happening. Picture that in the NFL. Yeah, it's not happening. You no. know what I mean? Like it's. Uh, yeah, it's not crazy. happening. And, and you know, said yeah, both at the very at the top of the Eastern Conference, separated by only a couple games. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't see it happening in season. I don't see that happening. But I mean, the rumors continue to swirl. There's um, always something with Brooklyn, man. Yeah, it's there crazy. is. Crazy. It, it's funny you brought up uh, LeBron James earlier too, Nate, because he came out this week, and a lot of speculation for a long time has been that when Bronny James enters the mm-hmm. league, uh, you know, he's going to stick around and play with them. I think that moment will be one we remember in sports. That I mean, similar to the Tiger Woods and Charlie Woods. I mean, that blew up media. I mean, if LeBron James can play a season with Bronny, I mean, how special would that be? It would be it would be so sick. Yeah. And, you know, obviously he would go wherever. Wouldn't matter because, I mean, Bronny's not going to have a whole lot of pull on where he gets drafted. Exactly. That would be something I'm going to probably bring up to Scoop B as well. I'm interested to see, like, how legitimate of a prospect is Bronny? Yeah. I, I really want to know. Yeah, for sure. You know, because it's just like, is this guy going like top ten? Like, what's the what's the chatter here? You know, he's only he's grade eleven now. Yeah, I think yeah, I think so. that's right. So it's like, and so I mean, when he was year, in grade ten, he was not like he was small. Like yeah, he wasn't. He's big cramming now. Yeah, oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. It's sick watching those highlights on YouTube. Yeah, it's so cool. That's one thing that uh, like the, the high school basketball leagues and and those get a lot of attention, a lot of media, like uh, in the com- states. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, people follow those closely. Yeah. Um, but uh, beneath the Raptors, Fred Van Fleet. Uh, the Raptors have been on an absolute tear. Uh, Scotty Barnes has been playing incredible. Pascal Siakam looks unbelievable, and Freddie Van Fleet named uh, to the All Star team uh, for the first time. And man, this guy's story, man, undrafted. You know. It just you know is now you know kind of the, the 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 captain I would say of the Toronto Raptors. I know there's not captains, but uh, such you know, a fan favorite though. The heartbeat of the team, yeah. yeah. And he he truly is just such a dog out there. He's got that dog mentality. Um, you know, great shooter and and you know great great guy in the backport backcourt for the Toronto Raptors. And, and really excited for him, man. I love an underdog story. Uh, but the Raptors, it's going to be really interesting to see what they do. I mean, Scotty Barnes. It looks like they've got a you know a great great player in that pick. Uh, they took him fourth overall, but. But like, do you wait? Do you wait and see? I mean, you still have a young core. I mean, do you or do you go sell some picks and try to get better and go for it? Like, I just, I think for me, I think it's patience is 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 what you do. You know, develop Scotty for another year. You know, wait on the realistic run mm-hmm. uh, and, and really try to you know survey the landscape and and see who might be available in years to come. I think that's probably the play too. Is kind of just like wait it out a little bit because it's so they're in such an odd spot right now that you know I I, th- I I'm just a big fan of letting your prospects marinate a little bit. Yeah, for like, sure. I'm not like, if I was a GM, I would have such a hard time giving up on like such a young prospect early. Yep. So it's like, I don't know. I would wait it out, see what happens, then see if he's the real deal. And then if not, then give him the old ship. For sure. For but sure. Try to um, expand it. Just kind of finally, we've got the All-Star game coming in a few weeks and, and we'll have Brandon Scoopy Robinson on for it and, and previewing that. But uh, but a lot of people upset, verbally upset online about uh, about Lamella Ball, uh, sophomore point uh, point guard out of uh, out of Charlotte, not making the uh, not making the roster. And we hear this all the time, Nate. You know, this is a snub. This is a snub. Yeah. But when we're talking snub talk, I need to know who they're replacing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, okay, yes, you're verbally upset that he's not in the game, but who who are you taking out? Yeah, yeah. And uh, sure. and and I need to have the other half of the equation to understand what the argument is. But, yeah, a lot of people are upset about LaMelo. He's going to be an incredible player for a really long time. He is insanely good. Uh, I mean, I, I love watching that guy play. So uh, the Charlotte Hornets have a fun little, fun little team there, and, and Michael Jordan must be happy about that. No doubt. Another guy was kind of upset about a snub. Uh, he brought it out on himself. Anthony Edwards, did you see that? Oh, man. He's, you know, he's... He's just like, is he not kind of, is it kind of drama to you? Anthony Edwards is, dude, he uh, is I, outrageous. Dude, I know, I know. But like, he's like, he's like, yeah, it's like, dude, I'm not even expected to go. It's like, same as rookie of the year. 
Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like I was surprised, and then he said he was surprised he even got to the Rising Stars game or something. It's like, well, dude, like again, like who are you replacing? Yeah, for sure. I mean, this year he's having just a such a great year. I mean, last year he was kind of slow out of the gates, obviously the number one pick for the Timberwolves. Uh, but man, he's electric. Did you see the other day, Anthony Edwards? So yeah, it's a sophomore season. I mean, he's had a few yeah. forty point games uh, for the Timberwolves, but he is ordering McDonald's during his interview. No. Yeah, he's on. Uh, he's on. Um, uh, gosh, he's on like a DoorDash or no, skip uh, the dishes. Skip the dishes thing. app, yeah. and he's in his interview. He's like, "Yeah, it's a Coke with no ice, uh, Big Mac, and you know, uh, nuggets." And he's just like going on. He's like, "Sorry, guys, I had to order my McD's." And he's just <laughs> he's just such a character in That's the media hilarious. as well. But yeah, Anthony Edwards is having a great year. Yeah, I don't know about All Star yet, but he certainly will be. He's he's uh, he's an electric character. Uh, that will conclude quarter three, Nate. Quarter four. Here we go. Of episode 14, season two. Buzzing right along today, folks. We're talking PGA Tour. We're talking Pebble Beach Pro-Am. And we're talking your one and done of the week. You said enough is enough. <laughs> I'm not taking these sleeper picks. I'm all over the best guys in the world. Patrick Cantlay leading going into the final day, man. This guy, I'm a little worried for you, though. There's two guys I'm going to mention that might run him down today. All right, let's hear it. I know one of them is going to be Jordan Spieth. 100%, yep. one stroke back. Who's right there. They're they're even. Oh, they they're all tied right now. At 14? Both, both at 14, yeah. Okay, so they're one well, back. Spieth went nine under yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's playing Pebble again. That was at Pebble. Oh, boy, oh, so, boy. Seamus, so, as we said, he's Seamus falling off a yeah, bit. He had a bad day yesterday. Yeah. Um, Didn't fall off that much, but yeah, I mean, three over yesterday is going to... It's gonna hurt the scorecard, folks. Oh my goodness! Especially after having the setting the thirty-six hole scoring record back to back sixty fours. So it's he, so funny. I know we've talked about it a bunch, but like when you look at Seamus Power, it's like we're saying like he's three over. It's like that is gonna hurt the scorecard. And it's like if it was like just the pro to amateur. If like if I walked out of there, I would be. Oh my! God. I'd I'd leave the course in a limo. Scorecard's getting framed. Three over, dude. Yeah. I have my seventy-eight on my fridge. <laughs> Telling me a plus three's getting over. Um, no, but it, yeah, I mean, like you said, Nate, Shamey's power. He was off to a helicopter start. Kind of fell down, but yeah, it's gonna be super fun to watch Pebble Beach today. But I did want to bring up Nate. I mean, so Kent Lake, a guy Jason Day again is my one and done pick. He's a few back. He's four back. He's minus eleven. So we'll see yep. what he can do today. Um, but. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's outrageous. I mean, so I'm watching coverage yesterday of the golf and just the celebrities, the eclectic mix. I mean, you've got Josh Allen, quarterback of the Bills, playing with Keith Mitchell. He's out there, you know, banging it around. Carlton doing his dance. Uh, you got Schoolboy Q playing, and it, how? And it's so funny because the commentators, it's the same line every time. And here's Schoolboy Q loves the game of golf. He's at 11 handicap here at the par three. You know, and it's like, and we're gonna move over to Bill Murray loves the game. It's like, well, clearly they yeah. love the game of golf. I mean, they're playing on a PGA Tour event. Yeah, yeah. It's it mix something else in. It's like Schoolboy Q. It's like also loves banging bass. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. It's like he's got some absolute heaters from back in 2014, folks. Uh, you may remember from uh, a small dorm room. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's pretty hilarious. It seems like there's been so many of these celebrity events lately, though. Yeah, two in the last three weeks. Yeah. So that ends here shortly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we've got next week, we've got the Waste Management Open, uh, which is just super electric. Let's go. And then they're heading to Riviera uh, for the Genesis Open. Formerly, I mean, last year, remember Nate, uh, Max Homa won, but remember Max Homa and, and Tony Finau uh, yes. going head to head. So that event, yes. and that's the, also the year anniversary uh, of Tiger Woods' car crash. Uh, so that'll be fun. Sure. Uh, obviously, no, that won't be fun to reflect on, but the event will be fun. Um, I believe, just quick, I think the Genesis, that is also the one year to. Uh, when I had that outrageous DFS lineup 
Do you remember that? I, I had the whole top five. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and I ended up finishing first in it. It was ridiculous. Okay, yeah, yeah. Had like Homa, Finau. Yeah, yeah. Uh, M, obviously, Smith. Like the boys were just yeah, going. Yeah, yeah. And DJ, I think. It was ridiculous. Um, but uh, but just kind of uh, our last note on the PGA Tour, uh, some rumors have circulated this week that Bryson DeChambeau was offered $135 million by the Saudi government to come play in the, the uh, Saudi Elite Golf League or the Saudi Golf League. Uh, and uh, there's just millions and millions of dollars being pumped into this league and they're really trying to get it off the ground and uh and bryson obviously who was playing in saudi arabia this week there was an event on the uh, dp world tour formerly known as the european tour um but uh but he ended up withdrawing due to a hand injury it's gonna be interesting to see nate there's gonna be a lot of money money thrown at these guys i just don't see it happening um but yeah. uh we'll we'll see moving forward it's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of money thrown at a lot of guys well i think it was crazy they kind of put it into, into perspective sorry it was um like they, just what they offered to Shambo would be more than Tiger Woods' career earnings. Yeah, which is yeah. crazy. I mean, if it were yeah. me being offered this, yeah, I'd be over there and I would purchase myself a fine camel. For, yeah, and I would be, you know, the face of the league. I'd be the face of the league. See, I'm going 100, 135 million, dude. Yeah, but you know, I know, I know. So these guys, so like, it would know, be so, so bad so on your so legacy. So Tiger made 121 in, in PGA earnings, but I mean, we're talking about like 900 yeah. million plus yeah, yeah. in in endorsement deals. Sure. You know, what is Cobra paying uh, Bryson? What's you know, he's got a very successful YouTube channel. You there's, know, there's so many different spots. Muscle Farm, the protein drink, he drinks or whatever. There's an outside chance, and I say outside, but I, I'd say it's almost more of an inside chance now that I kind of think about it a little more. But I mean, are those sponsors going to stay? No shot. When you go to Saudi no Arabia. There's shot. no way, you know? Man, there's a there's a lot of human rights issues over there as well, and I'm well, not going to dive into that. But I, Women can barely vote there. You know? It's like... It's extremely misogynistic. I mean, there, there's... I mean, blood money has been thrown around. I'm not going to get into it in its entirety, Nate, but there's yeah. a lot of moral obligation to uh, to stay on the PGA Tour and really not, not uh, you know, entertain this offer. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, it's been going around for years. I mean, Tiger Woods is not going. I mean, a lot of the no. stars are staying. It's like, it would be like the, the legacy of a golfer is on the PGA Tour, and it will be. So I don't see it being yeah. a success. But we'll see uh, moving forward, Nate, what happens. Uh, just kind of finally, Nate, uh, some UFC talk, and, and we'll do some more Olympics as as the events continue to go on and as some Canadians get some medals and, and as some marquee events come in. Uh, but uh, but our guy Sam Alvey, former podcast guest, fighting last night in UFC fight night. It was a fun card, man. Uh, uh, it was uh, Brian Battle and, and uh, Treshawn Gore fought. They were, uh, they were gosh, they were the, um, what's the contender series called? Uh, they were there on the Ultimate Fighter, and the Ultimate Fighter is kind of how prospects come into the UFC, and so that was the final, and and uh, it was a good fight. And then obviously Sam Alvey, our guy, it was really fun to watch uh, Sam fight because I mean obviously we had him on a Zoom call yeah, for yeah. about an hour, and it just having that relationship. But uh, but he got uh, he got caught in the second round and ended up getting choked out. But uh, but we were supporting our guy Sam. I hammered him. He was like plus three eighty when I got him. Yeah, and I mean the books kind of checked out there, I guess. Yes, um, yes but uh, yeah, it was cool seeing the guy. Even I was watching in the highlights i didn't catch the fight last night but yeah man his record too we were talking about it is just monstrous man yeah he 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 takes any fight he's not a scared he, he is not just, scared of anybody no he's not and, he'll and, go and um gosh i forget the the commentator's name right now he's a british guy long time fighter in the ufc but he said he's sparred with sam and, and and he's got knockout power so yep. uh we'll see if he gets a fight i mean i know he's on a big losing streak right now he wasn't happy with the refereeing and his Previous two fights, obviously there was no referee needed here. He got choked out last fight, um, but uh, we're hoping to see Sam soon. Hopefully, he can get a win under his belt. Yeah, for sure. That's such a funny term. It's like he's got knockout power. 
like imagine being one of those guys that's in the ring. It's like he doesn't have knockout power. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. It's like holy smokes, I'm screwed. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, it's like, but some of, them, some of them are like jujitsu and, yeah, and choke out sure. artists. Yep. And, and and yeah, they're like just Anderson not, Silva. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're just, not known for their uh, or for their punching knockout power. I mean, certainly their kicks. Yeah. I was watching this kickboxer from Calgary. I forget his name. And his feet. He, he must have had a size 14 foot, and he was just absolutely wailing kicks and i was like oh my if any of those kicks hit any part of my body i'm folding like a launcher oh dude the, yeah and it's such an electric sport to watch it is so it's so awesome i'm excited for the what is the next big one uh, it's next week uh it is israel edesanya uh looking to retain the belt versus robert whitaker uh, number two and also that big australian gentleman uh, who does the shoey uh, oh was, yeah 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 he's fighting Derek lewis uh, oh yeah. let's go that's a, both next week yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah, dude let's yeah. feed i know so some serious ufc next week uh, but uh that will conclude quarter four and eight of the daily intermission podcast we'll head into the post game show i'm gonna give out my fire wagon and, and dog water of the week and we'll give a few shout outs and and some uh some direct some people to go check out some other platforms but Fire wagon of the week for me is Jordan Cairo. Okay. Talk about a guy who's raised his stock in the NHL, winning the fastest skater, having four points in the All-Star game. Just for a guy, for a casual fan who may not have known of the young kid from St. Louis, it's really stormed on the scene, having a great season, four points in the outdoor game, now is the fastest skater in the NHL. Fire wagon of the week for me is Jordan Cairo. I like it. My fire wagon of the week is Trevor Zegers. Okay. Obviously, I mean, we've got, like, this was... This shootout goal was one of the best of all time in the skills competition. For sure. the, the things this guy is doing to grow hockey yep. is incredible, man. Like all the cool little things he's doing. I mean, you got the flick behind the net. He's trying the Michigan. He's pulling the Michigan. You know what I mean? He's yep. doing this this blindfolded stuff. I'm just excited about like what he's going to bring in the near future. Like this kid is a rookie, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's it's outrageous. So he's already had two of the biggest highlights in the league. Exactly. The right. And he's just getting going. So I'm excited for him. And uh, I think he's going to be a fan favorite and like a league favorite coming up really, really soon. So he's my fire wagon of the week. For 100%. sure. My dog water of the week this week, Nate, is the guy by the name of James Harden. James Hardison verbally upset about his role in Brooklyn and everything going on in Brooklyn. Uh, some rumors just kind of circulating on how he's satisfied uh james harden pull up your pull up your huggies and play basketball and and we don't you know i don't mean that in the sense of of the totality of your image but you know be happy with what you have the grass is always greener you, you got a great team you got a championship caliber team this year go grind for the team go play for our guy steve nash you know get uh, meshing with your guy kevin duran and, and kyrie irving and, and stop complaining yeah, and I'm just going to go into my dog water of the week. And we talked about it earlier, but it is just the New York Giants. Just okay. do all your interviews. Yes. Finish all your interviews. For sure. You never know who you're going to get. Absolutely. Foolish. Dog water of the week, New York Giants. Bang. Well, that will conclude episode 14 of season two of the Daily Mission podcast. We're joined next week by Brad Evans. So we're really looking forward to that. Go check out our socials Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. We appreciate you guys. See you next week. Go. Go.